how to reduce your returns by at least 30% before Black Friday. So returns are a major killer in e-commerce, and I've had my own businesses where returns were quite low, but I have other friends and I have clients right now dealing with returns as high as 30 to 40% of their total orders. That kills your business. You know, you're going to drown because you're going to offer free returns potentially, and it's very, very expensive. So here are my 11 best tips for reducing the returns on your store. And by the way, the e-commerce uptick is coming out every week, uh, and I always go on and on about the things you should be fixing on your e-commerce store. But if this is just too much, you're just like, oh, I don't want to deal with it, let me know. You know, Send me an email and see if we can work together on something like web development or conversion rate optimization. But anyway, let's get into it. Number one, track your returns. Returns are not made equal. Like return portals are really, really important. You need to actually find a portal where people can, you know, start the return process and you know put in their order number and also ask uh, you can ask them why are you returning this item? And you don't want that to be a free form answer where people can put anything because you can really not track it. You want to give people the you know six or seven most common reasons and then leave just one option called other for free form answers, which you cannot predict what would be. And this is really important because you want to use that data. If people are saying that a product is too tight, or if they're saying it's too loose, or there's a something that breaks every single time, you want to fix that issue. You want to fix your sizing charts and everything else. And you actually want to look at that data every single month and take actions based on it. A lot of e-commerce businesses are ignoring this or they are looking at it, but they're not doing anything about it. And this is one of the best ways you can increase your profit within your business. Number two, add a clickable element on your product pages. And when I say clickable element, I mean uh, in the product gallery. At the very top, you know you probably have a model using the product or if it's uh, you know fashion, definitely a model is, is gonna be showing off the product. And what you can do here is you can create a little button. When you click on it, it will showcase exactly what size they're using, how tall they are, maybe weight if that's relevant, whatever it might be. And people just find it easier to pick the right size based on what the model is using because they can kind of compare their own shape and height based on that model they're seeing. So that's really, really important. Number three, sizing charts are not all made equal. They're super complicated. Nobody likes to read uh, sizing charts. And often it takes quite a while to figure out what your size is. Even worse, if you are, say, a boyfriend or a girlfriend and you're buying to your spouse or whatever, you know, it's very difficult to find measurements for some something you're not used to. So what you want to do is create a little guided tour where you tell um, the tool specifically how tall you are, you weight, your dimensions, and it'll spit out a size in the end. So it's like a Fit Finder app. And if you go on Shopify App Store, you can find tons of apps that can help you do this. It's not very complicated. Um, and it can even ask you questions like, do you prefer you know, a tight fit or do you prefer a loose fit or whatever it might be? You can, again, tailor it uh, to whatever you're selling. Um, but it will really help you uh, with the sizings. And I think this is um, something that will instantly increase your conversion rate. So people find it easier to find the size, they will buy more products, right? But also it's gonna reduce your returns massively. So I definitely think this is something to implement as soon as possible. 
Number four is introducing final sales items in your store. When I say final sale, it means what it means. You know, basically there are no returns and they accept the product as it is, but they get a hefty discount. And a lot of stores are just not doing that. They're not um, advertising final sale items. They're not using it. They think it's great customer experience if they can return whatever you want. But the truth is uh, logistics and economics, they don't really work out if you have to take back items that are discontinued or if you just wanted to offload stock, you have to put it as final sale. This will severely reduce returns and people are okay with this because they're getting a massive discount. So this is definitely something you wanna implement in your store right away. The sixth most important thing, or actually the fifth more important thing is setting up rules for your returns. Uh, if it's too easy to return things and there are no rules at all, like let's say you don't talk about how that the labels need to be intact, the packaging needs to be intact, the product needs to be completely mid condition. You've been, all these rules are super important. And if you don't mention that clearly, then people will expect they can return the item even after, after using it for two weeks and it's dirty and it's washed and so on. You definitely want to say that the item cannot be used, cannot be washed. Uh, I mean, I've had my own e-commerce business and you can literally smell when somebody have washed the item and then returned it. It needs to come with the original packaging, original labels, um, so that you can sell it again. And you cannot sell an item without all these things. You need to set that up as rules and that will reduce the returns as well. Number six is implementing reviews that, focusing, that focuses on ratings um, and ratings that specifically touch on sizing, comfort, and durability. So most reviews are just, you know, talk about your experience and they will say, oh, I really like this color. But you actually want to make sure that, especially if you're fashion focused, that it talks about the sizing and the comfort and durability. And they can they should rate this from one to 10 or one to five. You know, how true is this product to the size? And they will say true to size or run small or is super loose, right? Now, what will happen is people can uh, navigate down to the re reviews and see how people rated this specific product on size, comfort, and durability. And then they can see, okay, sizing, it says it runs small. Okay, I might, si I might size up, comfort, and um, okay, it's sort of high here, so that's great. You know, those kind of things are really, really important for people, and you just want to make sure that you put that in, and that's especially useful for fashion brands or for anything that comes with sizing. Uh, where that uh, the fit is just essential, right? Number seven is focusing on offering product exchanges uh, instead of product returns. And actually, it kind of astonishes. It's astonishing to me that no one is thinking about this because everyone wants a good return policy. But what about offering exchanges? Uh, somebody returns a pair of tights. Why not offer a new pair or offer something else in your store? And a lot of this has to do with the return portal not being set up for exchanges. And another hack, which we'll tell you about uh, at the end of this episode, uh, not implementing that specific thing uh, in the return process. But basically, if you can get someone to exchange instead of return, you just recovered a sale, and that is always going to be worth it. So offering exchanges uh, is extremely, extremely vital for your business to succeed and be profitable in the end. And when they 
go through the return policy, one option could be, hey, do you want an exchange instead? Browse any of our items here. And maybe there's a freebie or maybe there's something extra, maybe free express shipping might be some little, little something to nudge them over. And um, I think that would be so, so helpful. And again, it will really increase your profitability within your business. Number eight is to send post-purchase emails that specifically reduces buyer's remorse. And that is super important. And again, it's neglected. It's all about a sale, sale, sales, and maybe a bit about the founder story or something like that. But talk about the specific product. Talk about care instructions. Make them excited about trying it out and other things like that. You know, you should actually uh, actually reduce um, issues that you know, like common issues, that kind of leads to returns. So you should have an FAQ that kind of addresses those things. And that is, for example, care instructions, washing instructions, and other things like that, that will help quite a lot. For example, one thing could be that you know after washing, it's gonna get bigger, or you know after wearing it a little bit, it will expand. That can help people just instantly return it, but actually have them uh, use it for a bit because they know after they wash it, it will, it will expand a little bit. It could also be the opposite. That is, it's going to shrink after you, you wash it, right? But again, make sure you have that FAQ and that gets sent to them right after they buy the product. Number nine is segment out the wardrobers. And the wardrobers are the ones that buy products and exchange and exchange, not even exchange actually, they return it. They, they, they don't even want to buy anything else or they might exchange it and say you know what i'll continue this loop of trying a product out for weeks and then exchanging it and they you know what they're doing they're wearing the product and then they're exchanging it so they can get a new product so it's always new and those people you need to deal with because they are not spending any money they're the worst customers you can have and they are the ones that are costing you a lot of money you can segment them out because you can filter on the amount of returns that customers have, and you can set up rules that if the return rate is X percent or higher, uh, filter, filter them out, you could ban them, or you could have them just pay for returns. And in your return policy, you can say that we reserve the right to have uh, people with extremely high return uh, percentages pay for returns. So stuff like that can be implemented, which is fair because they are there to take advantage of, this, of the system. Number 10, and this is, by the way, the tip that I really, really wanted to tell you about before, um, which is to use live chat on your return portal page. And remember when I said that exchanges can save a business if somebody returns a product but decides to exchange it instead, you are not going to lose money, and that is all the difference in e-commerce business. Now, the way to really get that up is to make sure that on the returns page, when they're starting the process, a live chat pop-up will, will appear on the screen and someone will actually live chat with them and ask them if they would be interested in an exchange instead of a return. And perhaps, you know, engaging in that conversation and understanding exactly why the person is returning and also trying to give them a little bit extra, perhaps express shipping or something else to make them feel appreciated, that can make the difference between returning and exchanging a product. Uh, I would bet to say that you can hire uh, chat supporters and literally measure how much uh, revenue they are generating for the business by 
getting people away from a return uh, and over to an exchange instead, right? So you can actually measure the impact of these live chat supporters and it's gonna be cash flow positive. That's 100%, um, so yeah. Number 11 is to optimize the speed of delivery. Uh, one of the common reasons why people return products is because they are kind of angry. They have built up buyer's remorse during the time that it took to receive the product. And if it takes longer than expected, that might be a high risk that they are now so unhappy, they don't care about the quality of the product, they're just gonna return the product. So optimizing the speed of delivery is really, really important. Offering faster uh, delivery types with tracking and stuff like that, always good. Consider uh, instead of offering free shipping on a very slow one, offer free shipping on a faster uh, shipping option or at checkout, offer people to upgrade to express shipping for a very modest fee, uh, which will just greatly reduce returns because now the product is getting there super fast and there's no time for the customer to build up any buyer's remorse. And I have a little bonus tip. I was actually not gonna um, add this into the list because this is technically tip number 12, but this is actually a killer tip that can make all the difference in your business. And this might be a little bit surprising, but tip number 12 is to introduce a loyalty program. You might say, you know what, how is that actually going to lower my returns? Well, it is going to lower them because you can offer points for every dollar spent in the store. And if you have loyalty points that are set up in a unique way that there are many different ways to get them, it will increase the loyalty in the store. People will wanna use those credits. People will want to use the points in order to redeem them before they expire. Today there are apps that can set up a loyalty system and you can name your points anything. If it's a pet brand, you can call it Paw, Paw Dollars or whatever you might wanna call it. Um, Again, the name is not important, but the loyalty system needs to feel unique, needs to feel like you care about them, make sure they get points on their birthday, make sure that they can give out a few points to friends and family, but also you should give points to people uh, to every single time they have orders without returns. So every time they have two orders, in a row without a single return, you should offer them extra points and that streak should increase the more they order without returns. So let's just say you give them five bucks for every single order that they don't return, maybe add in seven bucks or eight bucks or whatever it might be for every single order. And this will greatly allow people to buy more. They will come back to buy more as well. This is just such a good way to build lifetime value. And the best way I've seen this executed is on the North Face. Uh, they have a, um, a loyalty program. Go check that out on their website and see all the different things they're doing to engage with people, make sure they come back. Um, so this is really a hidden gem when it comes to reducing returns. Add in that loyalty program and add in bonus uh, points for every single order they have without returns. That would really, really help quite a bit. Anyway, those were my 12 tips. I hope they were useful. Um, I have seen them implemented in my own stores. I've seen them implemented through our clients and they make a massive difference. And I think the best result we ever saw was a 50% reduction on returns within the store, right? So that is just a game changer. Anyway, if you found this useful, please go ahead and rate this podcast episode because it does take time to produce them. Um, and if you have any tips or you have any questions 
or you just want to work with somebody like Purple Fire, like myself, you can always email me at daniel at purplefire.io and we can have a conversation about if it makes sense to work together. Anyway, that's it for now. Talk soon.